0: Hello, Stephen.
1: Hello, Dave. What's happening?
0: Oh, Steve.
1: <laughs> wow, not... a, that is an ominous
0: start. We where... are barely
1: ten seconds in.
0: Where, where do we start? Uh. Look, you know, let's not dive right in. How are you? How, how have you been? Oh, no, Dave, that is not that is not a scab you want to pick at. <laughs> oh, <I've> no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: if this is not setting the worst tone in this podcast, <laughs> go find your scotch, oh, God. sit back. This is going to be epic.
0: Okay, well, look, the short version of me is I've done something stupid, but it's not going to have a bad outcome. Oh, Just cool. highlight how incredibly dumb and thoughtless I can be when some of my <laughs> conflicting personality traits intersect.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's the best.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Uh, so, you know, so, so, I, I, I think at some point my story will have a happy ending. I'm in a saga and it's not finished yet, Stephen. <laughs> oh,
1: well, you cannot start like that, Dave. You've <laughs> got to come hard. Out of the gate. <laughs>
0: Oh well, so you, you want to hear about the dumb thing that I've done? Yes, please. All right, okay. But, but how, see, I'm worried about you, though. I'm, I'm I'm concerned about you, Stephen. Yeah, we've got it. We've got to get down. Let's, Dave. Often, <laughs>
1: more often than not, our conversations end up about me. And when we get there, we may determine yep. that maybe maybe we don't talk about this, or maybe we talk about it. You know, at another time. Because mm, your thing mm. may be far
0: more important. <laughs> oh, it's not important. Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: well, he, uh, I've told you before, I'm a bit of a tight-ass at times. I don't yes. like paying my electricity bill. I don't like paying the gas bill. I, yep. uh, you know, I, I just... <laughs> I just resent the, the, the idea. <laughs> sure. And so, while at times I I, I could perhaps even almost be frivolous at other times i sort of clamp right down and one of those times is probably when i'm buying things like consumer electronics i yeah. do not like paying over the odds i don't even like paying retail sure. like any of that sort of stuff because why I,
1: static ice was invented right
0: i constantly feel like we well, see yes but here's the other okay i said that there were two conflicting problems oh, now that it course. turns out there might be three traits so yes i'm a tight ass <laughs> Two, am I'm a, I'm a pretty lazy, so useful things like static ice, mm-hmm. I don't bother checking.
2: <laughs> so, yes.
0: and Steve, I think I might have also mentioned it some time ago that I like nice things to the point where uh, it, it was dubbed amongst uh, a circle of my friends as the fact that I have a shiny gene. Great. When you put these things together, Stephen, what have you done, Dave? <laughs> If there's not a lot of planning involved, you can end up buying a very, very nice 55 inch OLED television without thinking through the consequences of buying the floor model. Oh, Dave. So, look, just to set the scene, please. (laughs) <laughs> I really like televisions, Steve. I really do. Sure. Um, I, 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 but I, I love them, especially as you know, something that I can watch my, my movies on. You know? Yeah. Like, like I, I know that you are Mister Television, and, and we are in the golden age of television. That no, we no are. doubt about that. Um, but you know, to me, it's always been about the movies. So. <laughs> And I'm down with that. That's, I enjoy watching
1: movies at home as much as they do the TV.
0: So so that's led to a history of decision-making around the televisions that come into our house. Great. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Now, because of the tired-ass side of things, I was very, very late coming to Plasma, Stephen. Very, mm. very late. Uh, and part of the reason for that was that I already had a very, very costly, although lovely, uh, widescreen CRT television. Sure. So, in, in about, yeah, like, I don't even think that the period was that long between when we went from like four by three CRTs to there was a very, very short window where there were like 16 by nine CRTs mm-hmm. and plasmas had come out at the same time but were, you know, monstrously exp- uh, expensive. Not to say that the 16 by nine CRTs weren't costly either. And yes. I bought one of those. Oh, Dave. I was so going having-
1: to say, well done on your smart. <laughs> Mm. um purchasing decision so far.
0: It was it was beautiful. It was a hundred hertz Lerva television. It was it was gorgeous, Steve. Yep. Um you know beautiful picture quality in standard definition. Uh, mm. <laughs> and that was a three thousand dollar experience. Yes it was. Mm. So having dropped three thousand dollars on my very nice and very heavy Lerva television, I wasn't sort of in a hurry to Get a plasma, mm. so I, I waited until we were getting to, I'm not the end of the the plasma life cycle. That's probably only two years ago, but but at least to the point where LCDs were the new hotness. Yeah, and and so the heat had gone out of the the the, you know, the plasma market. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and then I did something, Steve, that I thought was very very smart. I found a model that hit all the the the, the happy place buttons for me and mm. i waited a year for that to become Ooh, old stock excellent patience like great self control mm. and i nailed that sucker for about 1200 bucks great i mate i was incredibly pl- proud of how clever i was and yeah. and that that 42 inch little plasma television has kept us very very happy for quite a few yes. years now yeah awesome but steve oleds are hot They sure are. They are pretty damn sexy.
1: Organic, you know, Mm, great picture quality, black blacks, all that stuff. They're
0: really fucking expensive, Stephen. Yes, (laughs) yes, they (laughs) are. Really, really costly. So, I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to play out my my, my plasma plan again. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to identify a model that I know is good enough that, you know, the, you know, the aha, uh-huh, it's arrived, everything's right, everything's right. good. Yep. And, and and I did, Steve, I did. And then I thought, right, all I need to do now is wait until you know, the inevitable price drop happens. Yep. But Steve, there was one small flaw to my plan. Yes, yeah, yeah, Dave? To, to, to really make it work, you know what you really needed to do? You needed to regularly check in on the price of the television that you want. Mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> to, to identify when that par- price drop happens. Sure. So you can, you know, snatch one up. Yeah. That makes complete sense. Remember what I said before about being lazy? <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to put some pieces together here, but leave me down the track. <laughs> so anyway, uh, about a week and a half ago, um, wandered into town no kids mm. just you know hit this is cafe. dangerous dave with no kids some time yeah. to spend and and, and, and you know, i had rates with me and, you know went to a ca- after a tv went to a cafe We're just yeah. you know, ha- hanging out just you know being grown ups and wandered into a um a big yellow electronics store oh wow and they had they've done it again the, they they had a 55 inch OLED television of the exact make and model that I wanted. Great. You know, last year's model. I was like, yes! And it was like massively marked down. I'm like, yeah, yeah. "Yeah, Winner!
2: Winner! So great.
0: And the guy goes, well, we've only got the the display model left. Mm -hmm. Now, Stephen, any sane person would go, Mm -hmm. that's probably not a good idea. Because this thing's been sitting here on the shop floor, switched on...
1: Yeah, for a long time.
0: For a long time, Stephen. A long like all time. All day, every day.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And sometimes even at night.
0: Yeah, you know who didn't do those sums, Stephen? <laughs> oh, Dave. Could... I mean, I don't want to be... Could that have been you? Oh, it was me. Oh, I just... Pl- I ploughed straight in. <laughs> I just, it, it, and, and of course, this thing was, like, too big to fit in my car. Sure. Because again, another thing that I found out how many inches did you say it was? Fifty-five. Nice, good, solid, big TV. Well, it is, and also I found out that with OLEDs you can't sort of tip them, the panels over. Like if you like lay them down, you might as well, you know, give up. Like it just seriously destroys them it must up, stay vertical. Must you must stay upright. So wow. it, so I couldn't bring it home. And is it four K, Dave? <laughs> it is four K. It is. W- so welcome to 4K. a brand new revolution oh. in television. Oh. I can see the pores on everyone's skin. It's yeah, incredible. Yeah, it's perfect, right? <laughs> well, well, so so this was Saturday morning. I bought it. Couldn't bring it home. I was going to be out of town for a couple of days. So I couldn't get it delivered until Wednesday. Yes. And it was sometime, I reckon about 5 a.m. on Sunday morning, that I woke up and went, I wonder how many hours that panel's actually been switched on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So, because again, that's something else that you'd probably check before you bought. <laughs> well. Remember what I said about being lazy? <laughs> yeah, look. I'm, actually, man, put that one down to being stupid. Okay. I'm not a planner, Steve. I'm not a planner. No, I'm, I, I'm very, I, look, I've actually found, this is the worst thing about my job, is that it actually reinforces the fact that I'm, I'm pretty good in a crisis and I'm very yep. good at reacting to difficult situations and finding solutions sure. in a short period of time. But because yes. of that I, I've learnt to rely on that skill, which means I'm huh. very bad at planning, Stephen. Sure. I'm very... So you know, Wednesday the uh, the television shows up and you know, excitedly you know, put the stand on it, uh, pop it pop it in the, the lounge room, you know get the uh the, the, the plasma out of the way, fire it up and there's all this writing on it, Stephen. <laughs> And I don't oh. mean, I don't mean the sort of writing that says "Welcome to your new TV." Oh. Just random stuff that's there, no matter what's on the screen. And I'm just oh. like, like it's oh, burnt in. It that that's ex- that's a great way to describe it, Steve. Like,
1: <laughs> and this is my you know lack of understanding when we start to get to this because I'm the kind of person that when I I want to buy a new thing, I, I will research the death out of it. And certainly, my wife surpasses me. Um, I understand that plasmas can suffer from burn in. And yes. I know that even LEDs can go mm-hmm. through that process as well, though not as poorly as plasmas were wont to do. Mm-hmm. Um, do OLEDs suffer from the problem of burn-in?
0: My God, they burn in like a motherfucker! <laughs> 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 ah,
1: Dave, no,
2: so, oh, no.
0: So uh, I rang the people from the big yellow electronic store. Sure, and they said, "Oh, that's fine. You just, just we'll take it back." Just
2: like, like, hang, like, hang on oh, a minute. Very like, lovely. It is.
0: Look, look, which this is why the story is not ending in complete and utter disaster, Stephen, because yes. they did say, "Look, that's fine. We'll take it back."
1: Oh, and to be frank, it, it, there's no way it could, given that you contacted them. It sounds like pretty quickly. Yeah, after exactly. the delivery of said purchase. <laughs> and, you don't. Uh, but that- and you know the whole fit for purpose
0: question starts to mm. appear. So, yeah, good on it. But but they did say, look, we we're happily, happy to take it back, happy to give you a refund, but we can't replace it because it's the last one we have and we just can't get another one. Wow, <sighs> that's unfortunate. It is because, Stephen, like, the, by buying last year's model, I saved, you know, a substantial amount of money over it's buying. It's nearly the, two grand the by the new, sounds of it. Oh, no. I saved about
1: uh eight or nine hundred bucks a sizable chunk
0: which is it, it, it's enough to, to want to say it, it was really enough to make my like my tight ass trait like override yes. my yeah, yeah, yeah. common sense trait um they said but look how about you just ring the the manufacturer and have a chat with them and or call the local service agent so i, I called him and he very sure. helpfully, very very helpfully explained to me oh yeah OLEDs are, are brilliant, they're wonderful, but they do burn in just like the very early plasmas. Not the late ones. <laughs> not, not the ones where they'd solved most of the burn in problems. Yeah, yeah they'd worked the, that out. The first ones, the early ones, the ones where people paid tens of thousands of dollars to have the Channel 9 logo permanently Ooh. in the right-hand corner because they'd watched a bit of test cricket. Yes. Yeah, like, like, like that. Yep. So we said, look, just ring, ring the manufacturer, talk to them. Yes. We'll see what happens. So right. they, uh, I, I, I follow his advice, and they're a very helpful lady talked me through what to do. And there's a thing on there called a, a pixel refresher, Stephen.
1: As in it's a feature within? Yeah, within okay. the television, which right.
0: apparently is to help reduce um, image retention. Yes. Yeah, so if something hasn't actually burned in there's just a little bit of image retention the the pixel refresher apparently can help fix it now it, mm-hmm. a version of that sort of runs automatically every time you turn the the oled television off yeah but there's a manual one there that you can force, you can force it to it. do and like it goes like heavy duty
1: so if uh, i'm if i'm wanting to get some sort of context in um old crt land it's
0: like degaussing um, it.
1: <laughs> yeah, like a process that basically gives it a good shake, turns the yeah. magnets on and makes it sort of,
0: yeah.
1: Rem, rem, remember the
0: old uh, Trinitron flat screen CRT monitors? Yeah, I love them. How, how every time you turn it on they have that bang yeah, sound. Yeah, great degaussing sound. Yeah, yeah. So imagine that, except rather than it taking like half a second when you turn the thing on and off, the, the Pixel refresher, Stephen, takes an hour. <laughs> what <laughs> so I hit the pixel refresher and it says no no when this starts you can't turn the television back on um, or, or you'll have to start again I'm like yeah sure 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 Yeah. I'm waiting about you know 20-30 minutes and I'd read yep. somewhere on the internet that this thing takes like five minutes I'm like mm-hmm. turn it back mm. on and it's like hey I hadn't finished I'm gonna have to do it again I'm like oh. yep so set it off again did some more you know searching and eventually found someone who goes oh yeah, know it takes an hour I'm like right now, now, now. And after an hour, Stephen, some of the like writing and bits and pieces had disappeared. But well, still great. But still there's this massive thing that look I can uh, it's kinda of like a birthmark smack bang oh. in the middle of the screen that distorts oh. all of the colours that go underneath it.
2: Oh
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of like blue. So, every time someone's face goes behind it, they go kind of like a pinkish green, yeah, which is no. not ideal. No, that's it's not n- what you want. It's not ideal. No, no. So, um, oh, they, I took some photos and sent them off to the manufacturer and they were like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll hear from someone. <sighs> you'll hear from someone. You'll hear from someone. So, yesterday I got a phone call. And, oh, and, good. Yes. And, and, and you know what? And just to make, make me feel a little bit happier and smilier, the fellow who rang me, um, who now works at the the, the place, who's the, the at the TV repair place, used to work at a different TV repair place, which for many, many years was where all my spare parts got sent for work. So I, mm-hmm. I know this person and he knows how foolish I am. So he will hmm. understand exactly why I made such a poor decision as to buy... Oh, <laughs> I didn't tell you. The, tel- the The photos that I had to take of the screen to send off yes. to the manufacturer... One of them, I had to go to the menu that said how many hours the screen has been on. Oh no! Would you would you like to take a punt? Oh okay. Sh- sh- shall we prices
1: right this? Okay, I'm I'm gonna sort of stick it somewhere in the twenty four
2: hundred higher. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh Dave,
1: um, like are we over thirty five hundred? Higher. Oh (laughs) shit Dave!
2: Forty one hundred
1: You're so close.
2: But higher Oh Dave
1: Oh it can't be more than forty three hundred It can be (laughs) but not
0: but not much Oh Oh. (laughs) So this screen and, and I have a feeling that the screens probably have, like, a lifetime of maybe 10,000 hours. Oh, more this than is, likely. This one's got, like, 4,300 yeah, 4, hours already on it. Dave, so.
1: like, just do the math. It's been on for nearly 12 hours a day for an entire year.
0: I, I think it might have even been more than that. I think it might be closer to... two. Oh. <sighs> anyway oh my god Dave no so I spoke to the, the, the helpful person from the television repair shop he said look mm. we'll come we'll have a look we'll do the thing and I said look if you can repli- like if the manufacturer will replace it god bless them because <laughs> re- realistically they should just go no this Suck is not up. our problem yeah yeah um, and if they do that's fine and if they do I'll sure. go back to the big yellow store and say please take it back and we'll figure out what we replace it with um but the thing is, even in its even in its degraded state, Stephen, a fifty-five inch OLED television is pretty bloody spectacular. So now I I, I just don't think I can go back. So when it's sitting there taunting you, oh, no, I I'm,
1: I'm using it,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, like, <laughs> like adding that. precious hours to that
0: forty-two hundred <laughs> count. Well, look. see, here's the point at this at, at, at this stage. Either see see the. This story could go one of two ways, Steve. This is very much like that decision point of a choose-your-own-adventure story. (laughs) Because here's the other dumb thing I did. Mm. eh, I bought extended warranty on it because I thought, oh, it's the floor model, just in case something goes wrong. Great. So so that'll be relevant later. So... (laughs) So here we are. So I I figure I'm at the point where either the manufacturer... Is over like going to have this overwhelming sense of goodwill, and they're not going to want to burn their retail partner, and they're going to give me a new panel. At which point, I win, right? Because at that point, I've paid under the odds, and I've got a brand new television. Like, yes. You know, if I get a replacement, it'll you know, it'll be new, effectively. Like it, it, it's not like there's bits inside this thing that you can replace. Like it, it's a job lot. Yeah. yeah. So if that happens. I win. And that would be like a really cool story. It just will take a couple of weeks of (laughs) mucking around in ridiculousness and feeling like an idiot. Or the manufacturer could go the other direction and sort of go, this is not our problem. This is not our fault. This is just not our issue Um, or yours, at which (laughs) point I have to take it back to the big yellow electronics store. At which point... Stephen, I can now not live without a 55-inch OLED television. I'm now, I'm now a 55-inch OLED television person. Yes. Which means I'm going to have to stump up another eight or $900 to get this used model. But oh, but this is how I'm justifying it to myself, Stephen.
1: Sure. Yeah, hit me.
0: I'll be able to take back the extended warranty on this one. Yes. And get a refund on that. Which yes. means, at the end of the day, I'll only be out an extra... Um, like six to seven hundred dollars, <laughs> because so you won't I've already... get the
1: extended warranty on the new one. No,
0: because because it'll Good be a point. new one. It's not required. Yeah, it'll be a new one. it will be fine. That's right. So yeah. So. <laughs> Now, if, that, if the story goes that way, it becomes a tragedy of hubris, Stephen, of mm. <laughs> thinking I could beat the system, and spending weeks running around with a broken television and still paying full full quid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's that's my life at the moment. Oh, Dave.
1: <laughs> that's um. That's a oh, thing. and I bought a
0: soundbar too.
1: Great. Well, that's a smart move. I'm down oh, with that. Oh, they're good.
0: Yeah, they're good. I like I am,
1: that. I'm very jealous of... And, and look, and lots of TVs uh, are starting to offer that as a uh, like a built-in feature now. Mm-hmm. So I saw a, a, a promo for a television the other night that had a like, a like built-in attached Harman Kardon soundbar across the bottom of the screen. That would be very went, snazzy. That's a very good idea. Mm-hmm. That's what I said yep. to myself.
0: Yep. Yourself was right. Mm-hmm. No, that, it it's good. So yeah, so yeah, I'm um I'm a yeah, I can't go back, Steve. I've I've just like channeled myself into a point where I potentially am gonna lay out more money just because I'm now addicted to seeing the pores of people's skin when I watch television. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't realise hmm. how much I was missing that. I didn't know how much I would enjoy that. What you were
1: missing out on even. Like you yeah. didn't know until no, just then. I,
0: how could I? <laughs> How could I see? Well, Is this see, the point where I get to tell
1: you that Foxtel now offer all of their sport in four K, um, but you have to be a satellite subscriber to be able to benefit from that yeah, it's at this rude, stage, isn't it? Well, um, d- I, at well,
0: he, this stage, well, well see, the, as, as soon as I like, I flicked on the Netflix client on the, great. the te- television. The first thing it was like, hey, you should give us some extra dollars to yes, uh,
1: pay more money to get a four K account.
0: Yeah, all and I went, no, not right now. And I'm glad I didn't because watching Netflix over the built-in client and the yeah. Wi-Fi on the television was absolutely horrible. It just didn't work. <laughs> like it, it was like, oh, there's something seriously wrong here. And I switched back over to my trusty old Apple TV and it looked magic. So yeah. I think if I'm going to go down the 4K route, I may need to buy a new Apple TV because... <laughs> Gosh. My Blu ray is only a measly 1080p as well. I mean, oh, God. I know. How
1: can you even live?
0: Uh, The thing is, this, because I was late to the plasma, I was also late to HD. Yes. You know, because, again, on my 100 hertz, very expensive lever. I just realised something. The the bloody Lerva television is still more expensive than even if I buy this year's model of the OLED television. This 720 kilogram CRT widescreen that is still in my shed is yeah. going to go down as the most expensive television that I ever bought. Yeah. Oh, God.
1: Very likely. I mean, oh I remember very, very vividly, actually. We were... I think it was five years ago, I was it was such an intense time because I, I had a trip to Canada like just before Christmas, uh, I think I even celebrated my birthday in Canada, that's how quick it was and I'm a week out from Christmas, um, flew over there, did some training, flew back and when I landed, um, we, I basically, the next day, bundled up my whole family and my in-laws and we went up to fraser island for christmas it was our first time ever away for christmas and i love love loved it it was so great um as in a way like in hotel not under Mm -hmm. canvas um and i remember coming back from that and thinking well the holidays stretch out before me how great is this we turned on the tv the day we got home oh well that's the end of our i think it was our 42 inch big screen tv and we went oh what do we do well you know we'll, we'll bring this one in the study out and it was only a th- you know 27 or 32 or something now, now, do. Just,
0: just run me through this 42 mm. inch now was that like uh um a, a massive crt or was that a no rear plasma. projection oh that was a plasma okay yeah right. yeah yep.
1: so we'd kind of gone in early in our married relationship we mm-hmm. had it for nearly 10 years so it yeah. right. yeah. Um and it wasn't the most expensive model. And we bought... What we did do that was a bad idea. We bought a whole, you know, five-disc carousel CD oh, sound no, system. Oh, no, So it's now gathering dust in the, in the, the garage.
0: Oh, um, we should introduce it to my THX
1: speaker system. <laughs> <laughs> we really didn't need it. I don't think we... We played maybe two CDs on it ever. Um, maybe a few more than that, but it wasn't very many. We didn't get the value out of it like we could have... Um, Uh, but so I was like, it's like we're after Christmas. Like this, there'll be sales. So I went to the same big yellow place and sort of had a look at their website and did some research and found a spectacular Sony 55 inch, um, LCD. Uh, and it has sat outside on the, the cupboard, uh, like the, the, what do you call it? Like, not the sideboard, but like the, whatever it is, the thing that holds our television, um, and, and looked great and has done a great job for us to date without even faulting. Um, So that's marvellous. And I, you know, look forward to the day when we have to look for a new one, preferably on our terms and not anything else. Uh, Because more than likely a 4K screen will come into the house. But there's no rush. We're fine with that. We'll see what happens. I'm actually keen to go bigger than 55 because we've got... It's it's in a space where we could put a 65-inch, 70-inch TV and it would look perfect.
0: Yes. Yeah. I wasn't even sure we could fit put a fifty five inch. It, 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 it's it's a very large TV because we have a very very small living hmm. room. Hell, let's be honest. Every part of our house is very very small. So and the living room is no exception. I was watching uh, a game of football on it today. Yes. Um, and Rob Gordonkowski was so tall, I was worried he was going to fall over and hurt me. But <laughs> <It> was-
1: <laughs> throws your perspective out getting used to it, doesn't it? It, it does and- just a little bit. And that's the thing, like, Michelle was a little bit sort of, oh, do we need to go to 55-inch? I went, darling, we do. It'll look fine. Because <laughs> we have this big, like, our lounge room, dining room, and kitchen are all open plan, like, one big, long, you know, wide hallway. Oh, yep, yep. So,
0: so, you could, so you can watch it from the from the kitchen.
1: Stand in the kitchen and see it really easily. Mm, you can mm. do all right on the 42. On the 55, it's great. And I've got to tell you, on a 70-inch thing, if we ever get there, it'll look spectacular. Nice. Um But that's if we get there, right? That's Mm. that sort of process. Um, Now, I'd say all of that, and inevitably at this point, the finance gods are going to curse me. uh, Because they have in the past week.
0: Oh, no, Um, no. uh,
1: We had to get Lily new glasses.
0: Mm. Um, That was $800. Hang on, hang on. (laughs) Did... Did they hone them out of Bohemian Crystal? They bloody better have, let me tell you. Uh,
1: It's because she has a special script. um, Because we noticed too late um, in her primary school career that she was kind of sitting weird in a chair and we always put it down to just behaviour and whatever. Turns out, no, no, she's got a pretty serious astigmatism in one eye and something else going on in another eye. It was lazy, I think it was. Mm -hmm. So it would turn in. And so she had to get a pretty serious script to help correct that, which mostly it has. It's great. Like, she can wear her glasses now and it's not a problem. But we did notice, particularly before we got it, that if you sort of... Particularly when she was tired, her eye would turn in and do all sorts of crazy stuff. So, Steve, uh,
0: like... And it affected her walking. Oh, uh, like, I I, can absolutely see the value mm. of, of why you w- would want to go, you know, and, and make this investment for, for Lily's well-being. But, yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> I have glasses. Sure. Rach has glasses. Yeah, these aren't go to spec savers and get glasses. He has glasses. I was going to say, all three of ours cost less than half of that. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that's some serious, like, ophthalmological... Yeah, because well, little... that's where we had to go to get them. Like, Whoa. the script
1: is super-duper special. And... Whoa!
0: So they can't just send it off to uh, Vietnam to get them made cheaply like everyone no. else's. Uh. No. Ouch.
1: And so what it has done Ooh. has completely negated our holiday savings. Gone. Oh, no. Um... So and that, and a few other things that have popped up in the last little while, um like my home p c that I record all my television on died
0: oh um, the, the, the that that's the the tuner card uh monster that yeah yeah allowed, that al- allows al- al- that allows you to watch television at ridiculous speeds like some yeah. kind of animal,
1: yeah, because yeah, <laughs> I'm an expert um <laughs> it was a Frankenstein box, and one that I'd had for a while, and I'd gutted it and replaced everything in it at least twice um. And so I went, all right, so darling, here's the situation. It looks like the motherboards, motherboard has died. I need to buy, at the minimum, new motherboard, new CPU, new RAM, and I'd be stupid not to buy new disks. I'll have to buy an OS. Uh, and we did the math, and that was like 900 bucks. And for an extra 200 bucks, I'll get a new case and a couple of other bits, and it's sweet. So $1,100, all of that added up to and I just went, we don't have that money. Um, so I have cobbled together a solution, Dave, And I'm trying to make it work. Uh, And I I think I'll make it work probably for good now. But um, it was kind of a suck it and see scenario. We'll see how it goes. And if it doesn't quite do what we want, then maybe we'll try and find the grant. Like I could hurt the credit card, but I don't want to hurt the credit card, right? Not this Mm -hmm. close to Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, So what have I done? Um, I had my old MacBook from my last job, my MacBook Pro, kind of sitting around, not really being used, and was short a bit of RAM. Um, so I gave it a birthday, and it's now got 16 gig of RAM in it, um, and it's running a treat. It's like a real boy. Well, it is like a real boy. Add to that, I had a, a, a Mac monitor that they bought me for it as well, um, so I've got it plugged into that. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang
0: on. hmm Let's just put a pin in that. Sure. When you got like made redundant, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: they didn't like send. They basically big, said keep big... everything. <laughs> was it just too much of an effort to re- recover it and send it? Well, Did it they still? It would have Did meant they... sending it to Canada? Send, sending it to Canada. Okay, no, that makes <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair enough.
1: Okay. At no... the time, there was only two other people in Australia, and there was like, well, they don't need it. They don't want it. No, no, great. That,
0: that that sounds like a pretty good deal.
1: We, and the we, laptop we, was due for replacement anyway, so there's we, that as
0: we, well. We have just had a guy uh made redundant from my team. Yes. And let me tell you the uh the level of detail that we have gone to in oh, recovering imagine. stuff from him is just horrible. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So anyway. I got
1: I got a bag full of tools, um like a really old wireless access point. This went, Yeah, we can't do anything with it, you hold on to it. Thanks. Right. Um, so,
0: you've now got the MacBook and the and the screen. So, it's it's now my, like, uh, work com,
1: working computer at home thing. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I mean, I work on a MacBook at, at work. They're trying to wean me off that um, by convincing me that I should go to a PC and I'm not rushing that. Um, however, and additionally... Fight the power, Steve. When when they do retire that, I have sort of said to them, can I be first dibs on getting that MacBook Pro? Yeah. Um, because it's only just three years old and it smokes this. Mm -hmm. Um, So it'll just be a swap-in, swap-out scenario. Um, And this MacBook Pro might become Michelle's or who knows. Um, You know, like the ones that kids need to access when they need to do work on a computer rather than the iPad. Sure. Um, Sure. And then from a TV perspective, so the monitor, the new Samsung um, TV that I bought that was my monitor... Has now been moved sideways, and part of the, you know, what do we do? How do we make it work? Um, I kind of pled my case to my wonderful friends at, Fred, friends at Fetch, and they mm. gave me a new Mighty.
0: Now, what, now you, okay, now I've got no idea what you're talking about.
1: All right, so Fetch TV, yep, um, set top boxes. Ah, that bit they I didn't have understand. Two models, a mini and a Mighty. Right. The Mini is a uh, mm. plug in your aerial and we can let you watch TV. And mm. then we also have all of these um, like internet streamed channels. Yep. Yep. Uh, that we can make, including Optus Sport and all sorts of things that we can make available to you. Uh, but you can't record anything on the Mini. Mm. The Mighty is the same thing, but has recording features. So it's got uh-huh. three tuners. You can record up to six things at the same time, provided three of them are on the same channel oh, the, suite yeah. yep. as the yep. others. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that old yeah. trick, yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, you know, I was record- I only had four tuners in the other thing, so three mm-hmm. tuners here. But this is the other. We've got. Uh, they've already gave us a mighty that was out in the lounge room. That's been our set top box since our top field died. Yep. Now we have two mighties in the
0: house. Mm, oh well, you are set then.
1: Technically, We're I have six tuners, twelve tuners. At we had
0: discretion. a top, we had a top field box. Mm. We had like one of the really really early top field boxes where there was this amazing little internet community of people who would make l- little software yeah. patches for the toppy yep. that you put on. That was the best thing. Same. That that actually was one of the reasons why it took it took took us so long to move into the HD world because that thing had two yep. SD tuners yes. and nothing that like even the newer top field boxes after that one were just nowhere near as good. That was an SR five hundred or five thousand or something. I want to think. Yeah, yeah, sounds right. It was so good. Like I had a little script on my Mac that would once a week um, connect to one of these uh, like TV guide scraping services. Yeah, yeah. Download it, push it across. Download it and push it across to the top field. And yep. oh wait, we oh and the other thing you could. Uh, you could download the uncompressed MPEG-2 files off it, which yes. we did. And so we burnt our own like uh, DVD suites of yes. things like pokio and stuff like that, especially yeah. for the kids because that, that was like the in-car entertainment on long trips. With yeah, yeah, for sure. Like home-ripped versions of Pocket. That thing was so good. When it died, we replaced it with like a, a HD... Um, Thing because that, by that stage some of the HD channels had started coming out and it was it was time and it was just mm-hmm. never as good. It was, yeah, it, it, to the point where um, we moved it into the we moved that tuner into the shed with the lever. Nice, um, because it obviously can't pick up HD. Well, actually can't pick up any digital TV signals, and we just abandoned having a set top box in the house. We just went, you know what? if we miss it we miss it we, we, miss we just it, yeah, yeah. we get we get you know we, we lived this this magical period uh throughout 2006 to probably 2009 where yes. we had this top field box and, and it was glorious and then nah, we gave it up haven't had it since wow
1: and i hear that and that's just not a practicality for us <laughs>
0: Well, you know, <laughs> I'm not writing a TV blog, so...
1: Well, not even that. It's I know that, you know, Michelle's got shows that she likes and I've got shows that I like and there's but, some things we like together on, and there's... Hang
0: on, but with the advent of the... Now mm. that everyone's got a catch-up service, doesn't that oh, sure. solve most, most of the problems? Um, look, it, it certainly does
1: in the context that... Um, lots of TVs now have all of the apps and those sorts of things. One of the mm. benefits of the Fetch is it's designed to be... Like, like the place that you go for all of the things. Sure. So, you know, it's got, uh, uh, you know, a link out to the stand app and a link out to the Netflix app. Yep. Yep. So it means that the kids can just bang on there or oh, Michelle or me can watch whatever, just straight mm-hmm. through the fetch. Um, the ability to uh, access all of the catch up services in mm-hmm. a pretty nifty way too. Um, I can't like catch up service cause it's, you know, semi free view compliant. Um, you can't fast forward the ads on the the catch up service, mm. and that that's the biggest downside. And I think what's probably holding back at least Michelle, um, around you know going heavy on using catch up services because the ads are always the same, and you can't fast forward them. And at least <laughs> if you've are recorded so it, they are so
0: okay, they are so bad, they are oh, the, so, the worst. So
1: bad. Um, and but at least if you record it, you can fast forward the ads.
0: <laughs> I remember so back when you could still. Um, without too much drama, get a lot of the US services via a VPN. Yep. I had HBO, Netflix, and Hulu. Mm Hmm. Um, And Hulu, at that point, had the... There were like three Wells Fargo ads. (laughs) And that was it. That's all I had over and over and over again. It was horrid. And, uh, yeah, I think if it hadn't been for the fact that... um, HBO and Netflix stepped up their anti VPN game, yes, um, and made it you know, too much effort to keep going with it. Um, I probably would have ended up like smashing the television, during, watching Hulu at some point. So, you know, yeah, they, pro- they probably saved me from you know <laughs> some costly damage in my house.
1: Yeah, and look, and I hear that too. You know, the, so for for a family that like to record and watch some T V, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a very promising thing. And of course the the benefit around the having the same ecosystem for all the set top boxes is that all of them can watch stuff off each other.
0: Oh nice.
1: So <clears> I can <throat> be upstairs, like in the the kids study where we've got the mini, and if I want to pull up a show and watch it on the TV up there I can. Um They've no, also introduced nice. some Google Home integration. They've also introduced Bluetooth integration so that you can sit there and watch the TV but get the audio Bluetooth to your headphones rather than through the TV set.
0: That's all very clever.
1: Oh, it's all super smart stuff, right? Um, and they're continuing to develop that and deliver that and they've been very generous in in giving us access to all sorts of things, including their TV store and movie store.
0: So now um, you've got so you've now got two fetches. But I'm going really to guess three. Sorry, oh well, the, the, the two, and two f- the mighties. two, two mighties. But I'm going to guess that they don't let you do your Frankenstein fast television watching.
1: Bingo, bango.
0: So I'm so, guessing that your increased intake of caffeine pills is probably working poorly on your digestive system by about this time.
1: Well, in part, I'm having to be a little more selective around what I watch. And look, coming into summer, that's not too hard. You know, I I, I did... <laughs> also, I have access to the preview services for <laughs> the networks. Yes, yes. So if there's something that I'm really keen on, I can dive in and sort of over lunch, watch an episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Monday wasn't the busiest day for me. Um, so at work, I'm doing work and just... Yeah, you kind of can have TV on in the background. Um, I watched the first six episodes of Bride and Prejudice. Nice. that Seven are rolling out. And I have to tell you, Dave, at the end of that process... I felt horrible and had, that humanity had no hope. <laughs> you,
0: but you needed to get to seven to figure that
2: out? Like oh, no, no, no.
1: I didn't need... I, I could have told you that probably after one. But just it was... It, the, the promos have been so amazing. And I mm. knew it was going to be tawdry mm. and horrible. Yeah. I just didn't realise how horrible. Um, <laughs> it's... So it's six couples that... Members of their family don't want them to get married. Oh, God. And... See, let me give you a highlight on some of the couples. One is a couple where...
0: Who signs up for these programs, Stephen?
1: Because they get, you know, look, we'll put you up in a resort and it'll be great and we'll pay for your wedding and all that sort of stuff. Um, So one, there's a lesbian couple, of course, and one of the girl's dads is a Christian, fundamentalist Christian, and and believes that it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Oh, dear. Um, He said those words. Um, uh, There's another one where, and look, if you're listening and you're going to watch Bride and Prejudice, I mean...
0: Spoilers. Spoilers. They're horrible people. They say Uh, horrible things to each other. There's lots of tears and there's no resolution that anyone should be proud of. There you go. There's your season. Um,
1: (laughs) There's a a couple where he cheated on her and treated her really poorly uh, but had a massive turnaround event where he's um, changed his life uh, and she's still desperately in love with him. However... Clearly she hasn't forgiven him like she professes because um, they're getting married and love each other very deeply but are choosing to have uh, a very open relationship. What are they calling it? A non-monogamous marriage. Right. Um, so, I mean, great. Um, because one of the big concerns that her mum and her best friend had was that he's still cheating on her and her revelation it's to them was
2: I'm well, sleeping a-
1: around as well. <laughs> um, and very clearly, and, and, and to her uh, her mum's her best friend's credit she's doing this to protect herself you know in that she feels like well if i'm sleeping with other people and he's sleeping with other people then i'm okay you know because i'm doing it as well if it was him cheating on me like we're cheating on each other but we both know about it but we don't know who with anyway i don't want to get into the logic of that um (laughs) and i don't make don't mean to say (laughs) that as a judgment for people that have polyamorous uh, or open relationships I'm
0: i'm pretty sure we had that conversation Actually, I was going to say about three episodes ago, which probably means it was about six months ago. Probably, I'm pretty sure we've had that discussion. Oh,
1: pinning that we we've got some more homework. Oh, right, uh, do even we? Though I haven't watched the last show that we said that we should watch. Oh um,
0: <laughs> what show did I say we should watch? I don't remember.
1: Um, you said that we should watch. We should I'm write, write, this, down. The... We should write this down. We should.
0: I did write it down. That's oh, why. Good. Excellent.
1: Um, betting.
0: Yes, on Zero. You know what? And I almost watched that the other night, but then I found that Ken Burns Vietnam is now on Netflix. Nice. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So I've been watching that instead. So we have so, to watch "Betting on
1: Zero. We also yeah. have to watch Three Wives One Husband.
0: Three Wives One Husband okay. to go on
1: with our fascination on all things Utah Mormonism. I, okay. So
0: th- this is um it's this- a, it's a docu series.
1: Okay. So kind of in line with what we saw, but apparently oh, so even like, more like, hardcore.
0: Like the SPS one. The, what, what was that one called?
1: I don't know. Married oh My Sister or something. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there, there's lots in these other couples. There's lots of other, you know, he cheated on me or he has had, he's had a gambling problem or that sort of thing. Oh, um, man. There's one woman who's 39 oh. and her fiancé is 21. Um, mm. And she's of, I think, Dutch extraction. Uh, and so her elderly parents, because she's 39, her elderly parents are not keen for this, and they obviously have a butt ton of money, because one of the conditions they put on 21 year old boyfriend was you need to sign a prenup, um, so that you know you're, so that we are sure that you're not just in this for the money. And even that wasn't enough when he said,
0: "Okay." <laughs> I was going to say, um, and l- l- let me tell you, he probably doesn't have the, the smarts to know this, but uh, given that prenups aren't legally enforceable in Australia, I'd dive right in. Sure! Well, that's basically what he said,
1: but I'm sure he doesn't know that. Go Um, for it. uh, The the father of this 39-year-old woman said, uh, I'd like to welcome the new child to the family.
2: Yeah, it was pretty brutal.
1: Um, uh, Look, it's just... Oh, and there's a really young, uh, I'm going to say, I think, uh, of Arabic descent or, or Egyptian descent... Uh, And mum is vicious. Like, not even like just bitchy. She is vicious to his fiancé girlfriend. Oh, no. Um, To the point where before they got engaged, the girl said, I know your mum hates me. I come to your place and I sit in your room in your closet so I don't have to talk to her because she (laughs) just says horrible things to me. Oh, no. And you know what what mum and dad did to her? They said, we know you want to travel. Here's $10,000 and a round-the-world ticket. If you take it and leave our son, it's yours. <laughs> no questions asked.
0: Oh, wow.
1: There's been lie detector tests. There's been all sorts of stuff. Oh. Uh, and I've got to tell you that the problems aren't all on the, you know, the parents and friends side. Some of these couples are dysfunctional with a capital. Get the fuck out of here.
0: They are just appalling. How many of these people do you reckon we're going to see on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette next oh, year? Oh, I hope none of them. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, you, you know that they will. Like, like I I, I, I was reading through... We, what have we all got at the moment? Is, it, is it, Are we back to Bachelorette at the moment? Yeah, we're Bachelorette. We, we are, we are. So I, I was reading through... Um, I said Jenna from BuzzFeed does her little quippy takes on all of the, the contestants... Oh and,
1: yes, as, as the pre-run, like yeah, she goes yeah, through yeah. them all, yes, and,
0: and, and um, uh, repeatedly, I saw the comment that you know such and such had been selected to be on Love Island, but ditched it to come on The Bachelor mm. and all that sort of stuff, and and I, and I was reading something uh, probably six months ago about how like The Bachelor and Bachelorette in this in the states has now become its own little sort of self-supporting ecosystem of people who mm-hmm. cross over all their different shows and Bachelor in Paradise and yes. the, like just a mess of people who I hang out with each other, they take photos of each other on Instagram, yes. um, promote teeth whitening products, um, and I, I can just... I have this horrible feeling that the, the, that, that little sort of thing is going to occur here in Australia. We're going to have our own little microcosm. Like, we thought it was bad enough with reality TV stars. It, it could get so much worse, Stephen. So much worse. At least none of them are the elected representative of our government yet. Yet.
1: Oof. There's so many, there's just so many things going Now, it's a good It's a good segue that we have this discussion, because as a part of it, Dave, mm. um, as you would know, I'm sort of want to, to, to wade into some of the murky depths of... Uh, faith, and particularly how we have uh, maybe not supported some people in our community. I, I think of our refugees, I think of um, our LGBTIQ community, uh, and I'm, I'm not backwards in coming forwards, in, in trying to be supportive and open, openly uh, inclusive of particularly our, our gay brothers and sisters, um, because I think the church has a lot of blood on its hands quite figuratively and literally when we talk about how we've treated some people in that community before, and I'd like to be a part of mending that. Uh, and I'm lucky enough to be part of a church that at the moment um, can perform you know, marriages for same gender couples, and that's really great. One of, as I said, one of the couples on um, uh, Bride and Prejudice is, is a, two, two women, and their dad is uh, a pretty straight up fundy Christian and, and laid out all of the stuff. And look, in in the six episodes that I've seen, he has meetings with both his daughter and her fiance. Uh, and lay some pretty heavy stuff on them. Um, stuff that I'm going to stick my neck out and say isn't biblical um, and isn't consistent with the Christian faith. Yet he's obviously hearing it at church or getting it and having the conversations and those sorts of things, as far as I understand it. Um, so I, I posted on uh, Twitter, uh, must have been Monday after I just got so full of this guy, uh, in my head, just going, no, mate, you are so wrong, um, to just basically kind of making a broad announcement that, hey, people in the LGBTIQ community, don't get downhearted by this guy, there are Christians that love you and think that you're important and all of those sorts of things, and and people have been very generous to me in that situation, no one has come at me on um, Twitter and said, Malk, you're wrong, or Malk, you know, you're an apostate, or, or anything like that, which has been fine, I mean, I'll handle most things in my stride, that's okay, then today, Dave, I, look, I don't know if it's a mistake or, um, I mean, you make your judgments on the mistake in this, this little have you, story.
0: Have you been cut off from the Channel 7 preview service? No. And, okay. and, and <laughs>
1: I, didn't, I didn't reveal anything about uh, any of that. And there would be no reason, if anything, their hashtag, you know, got a bit of extra love. So they would be you okay. know, probably I, very, very I, happy no? about it. Good, good. Um, so there's a guy in Brisbane... Um, called Dave Andrews, who is connected to the church and has a very deep um, uh, social responsibility, social justice heart, uh, and has been the leader of some really bleeding edge Christian communities where he has walked the walk and not just talk the talk around how we care for the disenfranchised, the unloved, um, the people who are on the fringes of the community, both with mental health issues and all sorts of other things, uh, and Dave is very well read and very well, you know, learned, and uh, um, so consequently, not only does he live in these kinds of communities and, and encourages them, but he goes around the world speaking about a real practical, um, heartfelt Christianity that isn't afraid to speak truth to power. Today, Dave Andrews posted this. Now, did you do you know who Franklin Graham is?
0: Uh, is he, uh, when he chance related to the Reverend Billy Graham?
1: The very son
0: of. Right. Uh, and f- so, so Franklin so grew g- up. Mm. Oh boy, I'm going to guess he's a happy and loving young man. Well,
1: mm. allow me to share this with you. Franklin grew up, you know, touring the world with his dad as he went and did his, you know, massive mm-hmm. ministries and, and, and crusades mm-hmm. and stuff. Dave posted this. Franklin Graham is coming to Australia, and I want to publicly express my very definite, decided opposition to his so-called message of hope tour. Jesus told his disciples that when they were criticizing, they needed to proceed with care. Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your neighbor, let me take the speck out of your eye while the plank is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. And that's from Matthew 7. But despite Christianity's complicity with crusades, inquisitions, and the ongoing cover-up of of horrendous sexual abuse, Franklin Graham ignores Jesus' call to critical self-reflection and projects the blame for our current problems on Islam. Franklin Graham says Islam is a very wicked and evil religion. Uh, it is a religion of hatred, a religion of war. In opposing Barack Obama, Franklin Graham even tried to suggest that Obama was not a Christian and might, in fact, be a secret Muslim. <laughs> oh! And he's got, like, that quote, he's got the link to the Politico, uh, the, sorry, the what was that? The Washington Post article. Mm-hmm. Franklin Graham says President Vladimir Putin is right in the actions he's taken against gay men and lesbians in his country. He praised the autocratic Putin because President Obama believes that lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender Americans and their families should be treated with dignity and respect because the president believed the constitutional guarantee of equal protection under the law also applies to them. This
0: This Franklin Graham fellow, he doesn't sound very nice, Steve. He doesn't sound like the sort of person that you and I would get along with.
1: Well, let me tell you, it gets better. Franklin Graham urged Christian voters to overlook Trump's crude, pussy-grabbing remarks. He has claimed that God has, for some reason, put Trump in the White House of for a he purpose.
0: Has. Oh, God.
1: Along with Jerry Falwell's <clears throat> son, mm. Jerry Falwell mm-hmm. Jr., he helped elect Trump president by swinging 80% of the white evangelical vote to his side. And then when Trump was elected, he attributed his victory not to a surge of Christian white support or to swing states in the Midwest, but to divine providence. As Melbourne's Ridley College lecturer Michael Bird says, Franklin Graham's Christianity is thoroughly implicated in a particular political vision, a particular agglomeration of policies about America's place in the world. It is tied to troubling form of pugnacious nat- nationalism centered on the anxieties of the white middle class and seeks political influence at the expense of faithfulness to the gospel. Graham's God looks like an apothesized version of Ronald Reagan. His Jesus comes with an endorsement from the NRA and his Holy Spirit is the presence of American military power in the world. Franklin Graham's views do not reflect the values of the Jesus I follow. That's what Dave wrote. Mm. I read that and went and, and shared it saying, as usual, Dave Andrews lines up and does not miss quoted that last line, Franklin Graham's views do not reflect the values of the Jesus I follow. I agree with Dave. Malk's little bit of um, <laughs> sticking it to the man.
0: <laughs> Have you got a whole bunch of new Twitter followers, Steve?
1: Oh, no, that was on Facebook. <laughs> oh, right? oh, God. Oh,
2: God. So. <laughs> oh, steadily. Oh, settling. Look, hang on, hang on. Oh, woof,
1: Right. Here's where it gets better. <sighs> um,
0: did you get so uninvited? Did... Uninvited
1: from the farm? Oh, mate, I might get uninvited from church yet. <gasps> um, so you know that I well, work hang,
0: for the United Church. Hang, hang on. Uh, so hang on. Uh, so yes, I'm guessing the church that you attend, which is not the church that you work for, but a, it's a, a Baptist a, church. It's a Baptist church. Yep. I'm going to guess that they are aligned a little bit more closely to Mister Graham than mm. you. A little. And
1: look, the, the senior pastor at the, the church that I go to every morning with my family, he and I continue to have wonderful, robust, caring conversations about some of these issues. I'm sure that this will come up. Um, he's not on Facebook. <laughs> right. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the former pastors of the church is. And uh, as you do, you know, I friended him back then and hadn't unfriended him. <laughs> I may have to reconsider that after what I'm about to read you. Oh boy. This is what I found on my on that post. Uh mm. somewhere in the middle of today.
0: Yeah. Grab your coffee. <laughs> should 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 I go and get a gin? Yeah, you might need it. Okay, I'm gonna go and get a gin. Okay. I'll sit here and, and just uh entertain the masses. So this talk um, you, you, you can talk about me. <laughs> sure. That's that's what I do every time you have to leave. Thanks. You, you don't listen to the oh well I guess Michelle will tell you someone will listen to it. <laughs> Um, so this
1: pastor that is is at another Baptist church in Brisbane now, um, he was at the church that I go to, uh, and, and it's, it's, look, he has approached me previously, particularly during, um, the postal vote last year to, to effectively try and set me straight on why I was wrong about, um, it's okay for gay people to be married. Now, I never took him up on that, not because I didn't want to. Uh, Honestly, it just slipped off my agenda. And that's on me. That is my problem. Um, And I feel a bit bad about it because I kind of wanted to hear what he had to say. However, I also didn't want to walk into a situation where I know I'm just going to get told that I'm wrong. Um, And I I felt there was going to be an amount of condemnation in it. Additionally to that, I never felt that, you know, I he kind of hang on I'm back okay I was was just saying that um, he did offer 12 months ago you know when the postal vote was in thick and fast flow Mm. to to, to get together with me and basically explain why I was wrong about why same gender people shouldn't be allowed to be married
0: hang on Steve because we're talking about theology Mm. I've I, I found the thing that's closest to having any connection to Christianity in my house Yes, And it's a bottle of limited edition Christmas gin. Great. So I'm going to drink that now. Good. And, the whole think ho- <laughs> No.
1: You Don't might that. need to. <laughs> okay. Right. So he asked to get together with me for that didn't happen. And that's on me. Not because I didn't want to, uh, because it just slipped off my calendar and I didn't get it organized. Also, however, I was a little bit hesitant because I didn't want to basically get a dressing down, which was what I was expecting. I was getting mock You're wrong. This is why you're wrong. And he just wasn't going to listen to why I thought. I was how, how, not wrong.
0: How many how many meetings with bigots can you get before oh, you... They're, they're before... Well, this is the
1: other thing. Like, when he was a pastor at the church I, uh, that I go to, I never got the feeling
0: that he actually liked me. Like, <laughs> See, Steve, that instantly should be a, r- a red flag. Anyone who doesn't like you, clearly... Oh, no, I'm very unlikable. Clearly is... It... No, Stephen, that's not true. I've met you. You have? I, I've met you, and I continue to call you on a... Irregular, partially regular, <laughs> regular basis. Listen, listen, to be fair, to be fair, you, you're in a group chat now with me and, and some of my, my very closest friends. So, you know, you, yes. you know, the people I'm talking about. Yeah. You, you do realise that I speak to you more often than I speak to any of them. And, <laughs> and they were in my wedding party, Stephen. <laughs> yeah,
1: but Dave, you can And to- I was in theirs... <laughs> But you get to football with them, and I just get to turn up and go, I don't know what I'm doing. Thank you for that. It's I'm not doing a very good job in that, I have to tell you. I am trying. Doing, I am legitimately trying. Job. But, like you know, as was Sorry. pointed out today, I played against Cal, and she had two guys benched and still beat me. That shows okay. how poor my picks are.
0: Not only did she have two benched, she had one who was injured. See?
1: I thought I was smart picking that up before the round started and oh, going, yeah. oh, I'll put these guys in place. No, no, everyone like did... <laughs> on my team, everyone on my team had a shithouse round.
0: You did the right thing. It just didn't work out. I'm sorry to distract you. Let, let's That's get right. back to... But just to let you know, you know yes. our, our chats are irregular, mm. but they are far more frequent than, <laughs> than most <laughs> people in my life because <laughs> I am a very poor friend. Yeah. Well, mate,
1: lock, line them up. <sighs> it's the same anyway. here, right? I'm, I'm no better.
0: Anyway, so... so This is what I found, so you, so you and didn't, I haven't deleted you, it yet. So you didn't talk with the bigot during the marriage equality debate. No,
1: and I wanted to, and I didn't, and I was also a bit reticent, but I was going to, and I never arranged it, and that's on me.
0: And, and here we are now, now that you've promoted a post denouncing a <sighs> clearly bigoted, horrible person who's trying to bring bullshit American, crazy town... Inadverted commas Christianity to Australia.
1: Can I say, I'm not sure that he's bigoted. I, I, I can't go far enough to say that it is horrible. I am going to say that he has taken a legacy of his father that was desperately concerned about the gospel and absolutely politicised it. And that, for me, is the biggest sin that he's made. Um, and it's and I I need to be in a place where I sort of forgive him and those sorts of things. The problem is that the brand of Christianity he now sells is so intrinsically tied to um, might is right and all of those sorts of things. Um, so the, it just the, gets under my skin so badly.
0: Well, it's because the irony of they like th- these are the same people who complain loudly you know, that um, society is going to you know, coming to pieces because mm. people are turning away from the church. Yep. But people like him are exactly why people are turning away from the church. Because, you know what, it, it, it's one thing to sort of have to um, live a life of faith, yep. but to live a life of faith defined by being nasty and horrible to people and doing things that clearly don't align with anything in the gospel, Mm. that's probably a bridge too far and probably makes it very, very easy for people to walk away. Like, why wouldn't
2: you? Mm.
1: Well, And and this is the challenge, right? I I absolutely acknowledge that if if we... uh, I I would say I'm a progressive theologian, somebody that is... um, I won't say not hard and fast about the rules, because I acknowledge desperately that in the context of my faith... You know The the whole basis of why it works and what Jesus is about is that we have all fallen short of what God would want for us as our best and that we need to be involved in that reconciliation. However, it's not at the cost of relationship with others and that, in fact, it needs to be developmental and we are to reconcile with each other and reconcile each other in the same way. Um, This is what um, this former pastor wrote to me today publicly in response to that thing from Dave Andrews. Steve, how appropriate and telling is it that the very words you quote from Dave Andrews are the ones which get to the heart of the matter? The Jesus I follow. This comment, to my mind, is the crux of the issue. My concern is that both you and Dave hold a closed-minded view of Jesus. You You rightly see him as peace-loving, enemy-forgiving, egalitarian, and open to entering into a relationship with anyone. At the same time, You choose to dismiss his words of holiness, judgment, and condemnation, and you ignore his repeated recognition of the whole of Scripture. Reading between the lines and considering the public comments from the last few years, you appear to see sin as anything which resembles judgmentalism, racism, sexism, hypocrisy, or oppression. People are considered narrow-minded, judgmental, close-minded, hypocritical, or haters if they speak against your opinions publicly, and yet I've found you are somehow too busy to discuss the issues privately. So there's that connection. Mm. Your Jesus doesn't seem to have a view on abortion. He lets people do what they want sexually. He laughs at crude jokes and parties with the best of them. His political agenda is definitely on the left. I love how, like, my read on that is because of what's coming through, that's a bad thing. Uh, And he ignores any scripture which condemns. He is okay with his followers letting society set the standards and agenda for their lives as long as they continue to love. Hell is no longer relevant, and forgiveness isn't dependent on repentance. He thinks Paul is too culturally bound uh, to have any relevance, and he ignores the Old Testament. But I think Jesus sees no dissonance between between his words and the teachings of Paul or those of the Old Testament. That I agree with. Like some of the stuff he's charged me with, I disagree with because I agree that Jesus um, sees that the teaching of Paul and the Old Testament are consistent. That's the Bible. He considers all of Scripture as his word, yes, because that's yes is mine, because it is his communication to us. He says that when we cut out the parts we don't like, it destroys his entire message. I would agree. He wants to bring peace and love, but this happens as he draws us to the Father and transforms us to conform to his standards and to see the world through his eyes. He is to be our king and we are to follow him. Life is precious. Sexuality doesn't define us. Profanity is just that, profane. His agenda is the one we are to get on board with. Hell is real, and it is the destination of all who don't come to Jesus in repentance and faith.
0: So, okay, I, I, I'm hearing that, you know some, some, some disagreement with with some of your values there, Steve, mm. uh, and and what sounds like a, a defence of a more traditional. Um, and and stricter interpretation of the scriptures. Yep,
1: certainly a very conservative one theologically.
0: Where does the kitty fiddling fit in? Because, like, is is that in the, the the disallowed or the like? Is that like traditional or is? I mean, this is what always seems to to, to you know, bring me to pieces, Stevie. Is mm-hmm. at what point? At what point do we have to sort of say maybe society has a point and we need to be held accountable more than to? something than just a bloody canon law and it, at what point does that actually become in itself some kind of heresy because um we're, we're placing um anything above the word of the lord i mean can i can i pin
1: and come back into that okay. in sharing this with you i don't want this isn't a mock pity party mm. i'm happy to
0: hear this is
1: the difficulty for me is that my gut response is to just keyboard warrior the shit out of this just mm. every point, mm. just bang, bang, bang. That is not helpful. That will no. not be helpful in <laughs> no. the scenario. No, no, no. Um,
0: no. <laughs> it would not. He, I'm, he, I'm even I know better to,
1: than that. I'm trying to hear what he is saying to me in in grace, and I'm sure in the way that he intended it. Though I may be being too generous. You're very.
0: You that. are such a generous
1: man, Stephen. Um, you are so generous. I would offer that the stuff that you just spoke about is absolutely abhorrent. And I, I would think, uh, my understanding, the way that I read the gospel, is that yeah, Jesus would be very seriously concerned and and down on that. And it's not it without getting too deep on this, and me being very out of my depth anyway. It's not God's fault that that happens. That's of, of humans doing some very horrible things Absolutely. and leveraging position and power uh, and abusing those opportunities to to fulfil desires um that are quite frankly wrong uh and and not wrong in wrong in that they are um sinful and they shouldn't be a part of it and they definitely shouldn't be leveraging position and power to do it that doesn't no. make it better than if they weren't but i'm just saying that it's yeah it's wrong
0: no but and, and see i guess this is where the the problem lies in uh any kind of Any kind of discussion where it, we're taking the tone that um, society is to blame, mm. while ignoring the fact that um, a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the damage that's been done has, if not been condoned, but at least covered up by you know, generations of our religious institutions. You're like. At that point, you you sort of, like, what are you even asking for? What are you even supporting? What are you even trying to say, you know, is right or wrong? It just becomes a blamange. Oh, no, Allow Steve. me to
1: continue, Dave. This might help can un- okay. it. Please. Dave says, and you agree, I want to publicly express my very definite decided opposition to, this, to his so-called message of hope tour. What is this message of hope that Dave and you are opposed to? Well, Franklin's aim in his words, I want to call God's people to prayer and share the hope found only in Jesus Christ. He aims to bring the church to prayer, to encourage believers to live lives of holy witness, and to take the message of Christ to those who don't know of Jesus. So which part don't you agree with? You and Dave identify that what you oppose is his view of Jesus, a view which presupposes we are sinful and deserving of death, a view which highlights God's desire to bring us back into fellowship through Christ. A belief where Jesus doesn't ignore or accept sin, but deals with it on the cross. I know you don't agree with some of his other views, and I'm assuming that he means Franklin's and not Dave's at this point. Um, I don't agree with all of them either, but he's not speaking at a political rally. Oh, but he is, Stephen! I I just want to put an asterisk in there. I don't think he has ever spoken at a political rally. Um... (laughs) All of the stuff that he has shared has been in interview and from the pulpit.
0: The personal is political.
1: He just wants to tell people about Jesus.
0: I suggest that it is unconscionable. Big wad of cash off them.
1: I suggest that it is unconscionable that you and Dave Andrews use your spiritual influence and personal popularity. To encourage people to oppose a presentation of the life changing message of hope which can only be found in Jesus. At least he's acknowledging that you're popular, Steve. I see, that's the first thing I was gonna come at.
2: There is no
1: <laughs> way I am popular enough that anyone would care what I think without calling me out or challenging me or like oh, Mog thinks this is a bad idea. I won't do it then. <laughs> that's the that in fact that's probably the biggest flaw in his entire statement. <laughs> I have spiritual influence and personal popularity. Nope.
0: You're popular in our house, Steve. I mean,
1: I appreciate that. Though,
0: but... <laughs> I mean, you, you, I, I don't know that your theological arguments are going to win us over, but you're popular.
1: Oh, I wouldn't have said that I was necessarily, a yeah, spiritually,
0: in the last poll of people in our house, <laughs> like, you, 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 your net approval rating is over 100%.
1: And that, like, that's very good, considering that Kelly and Rip don't care about me. <laughs> um,
0: However, your spiritual influence lagging a little. It's a it's a lagging indicator. It's it's, it's like who can tell <laughs> what long term that's going to look like? I think it's not going to go that well. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, oh, and like... but the
1: catch is, Dave, that, that there would be uh, people like this person who've, who've written this this comment mm. to say that that's actually a failure on my part that I, I should be. Um, encouraging you and challenging you and um, talking about Jesus with you with the view that I should be trying to convert you. Now, my view has always been when it comes to that. um, Not that I shouldn't be talking to people about faith. In fact, I try and talk openly about my faith often. Um, However, I'm not going to say, hey, Dave, have you read this little book? Or, hey, Dave, (laughs) you know, what's... the I want to be the person that is accessible to my friends and to others, to know that,
0: hey, look, when you want to talk about it, I'm right here. Look, Steve, and, and I think I've told you before, I, there, there's a little part of me, there is a tiny, tiny, tiny little part of me that really, really hopes that the Christian Bible is completely and 100% true because there are some fucking assholes who I would... I, the, the thought of them burning in hell for eternity just delights me, Stephen. It just delights me. But and I see that. And
1: but, that's, it's, it's, but it's just not enough. That's it's... the difficulty. And in fact, that actually probably hits to the core of some of this conversation around what this gentleman has said and certainly Franklin's message.
2: Mm. I,
1: I agree that, in the context of my faith and how all of this works, that people that don't um, choose to follow Jesus and live a life like that, my faith says that if they're not going to do that, then they're not going to live in heaven. Mm. Now, I've got a bunch of people that don't subscribe to any of that. You know, They're mm-hmm. like, no, we have no faith context, we're atheists, whatever. And I look at them and go, I'm happy to talk about issues of faith anytime you want. For people that have experience in faith and then choose not to, I'm still here and I'm still happy to, to, to talk about it. I'm not going to bash you around the head with the Bible and say that you need to be um, following Jesus. I am going to try and be the best example of Jesus to you that I understand um, as a welcoming, loving, inclusive Christ that says in that commitment, it's, it's a whole one. So, you know, I do things that, air quotes, normal people don't do on a Sunday. And that is go into a room with, you know, 500 other people and sing songs to, if they were to look at it, someone who isn't there. I hear someone, you know, preach out of the Bible and I'm, I'm down with that. I'm okay with it. And I learn from that and I get benefit from that. I find it difficult when there are people like this person who has shared his feelings and opinions and, and discernment on me in this scenario mm-hmm. who say that I'm doing it wrong and, uh, I'm not, and I'm not doing it good enough or that I've got, I've got the wrong end of the stick because I don't profess to be the guy that has all the answers. I just be, profess to be a guy who has struggled through his life And this is where I've got to and where it makes sense and what I understand God wants me to be. And this, all of this says, Malk, you're doing it wrong and you're not good enough.
0: But isn't that uh, that the crux of almost any of these sorts of endeavours? Is is it that at some point part of the message is you're doing it wrong and, and only I can tell you, you know, the way i mean isn't that isn't that why we had a protestant schism because we got sick of listening to the pope
1: (laughs) well look and and in part i mean at the core of it the god that's the nature of the the gospel it's to say that christ um teaches us this about this relationship with god and that this is what it's meant to be and that when we engage in that and we believe in that that there is a way that we are to live our lives. And I, every day, get up and say, hey God, I'm going to do my best today and I need your help to do it. And I know I'm going to stuff stuff up and I know that you're going to forgive me for it and I'm still going to do my best. Um, and that's how that functions. And, and God's desire is to be in relationship with everybody. That's that's the point of faith. Not just the Christian faith, mind you. Every God in every faith is to be in relationship with all of the people. Um, right.
0: So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here's my take, Steve.
1: Sure.
0: I'm pretty sure God's not on Facebook. <laughs> so that depends
1: if you believe the new US series <laughs> that's about to start on Channel 7 called God Friended Me, yes?
0: <laughs> so, anyway, I don't think God's on Facebook. So, I'm pretty sure, at least for now, you're in the clear. However, you know who is on Facebook... <laughs> Probably a lot of people in your shared social circle between you and Captain. I'm hanging out for uh, Mister Graham Junior.
1: Well, the difficulty is that there were two people that liked his post.
0: So, you, have you unfriended them yet?
1: Well, one of them is a friend that I've known for nearly thirty years.
0: Yeah, they're the hardest ones to unfriend.
1: And and look, we get along. I, I we've had robust discussions of faith and politics before. Still like each other. Everything's still fine there, uh, and he hasn't commented. And the other guy, uh, I've known through the church that I go to with my family every morning, so I've known him for a bit. You know, at least ten. Um, but I wouldn't say I'm as close with him as the other guy. But both of them liking that without saying anything, I just felt condemnation rain down. And there will be people that say, "Mark, that's because you should. You're being. You, you know, this is God convicting you of the way that you're acting and what you should be doing and those sorts of things." And the, di- are there really the people in, your, in it. hang on hang
0: on are yeah. there really people in your life who'd, who who would make that argument?
1: Well, one person has, they wrote paragraphs about it on my <laughs> Okay, page
0: no page. fair, enough. good fair point.
1: But, oh man. Yeah, it's, um, I know I know at times I've been outspoken about stuff, particularly issues of sexuality. There's no question. I know that I've dropped some clangers when it comes to swear words and uh, yeah, that that's a thing. Call me out on it, that's fine. Um I'm not going to say that acting in that way is the way I should be acting. I know that that's stuff that I need to continue to work on because that's, for me, the whole understanding that I've got to, Dave, is that the Christian faith is not an instant everything changes and it gets better. It's a constant journey uh, of understanding and learning and continuing to learn and applying that in my life so that I uh, continue to become more like Jesus and ultimately have the opportunity to reflect that into the community that I'm a part of.
0: So what you're saying is you're not planning to key this car, guy's car just yet. No.
1: Okay. I'm not. Going you're
0: a to better man than me, Stephen Mulk. It
1: <laughs> just, it, it just, there were a few bits in it that stung, and that's like I said, my default response is right. You know, point by point, let me respond to you. Now, also to his credit, he's got a theology degree under his belt, and I don't. <laughs> so he could very easily just chapter verse me on a whole bunch mm. of
2: stuff
0: mm-hmm.
1: that I am not a good enough. Christian young man to be able to to respond or give my reasonings and rationale for.
0: But hang um, on. I, I, I see, do know what
1: I know, and I do know what I believe.
0: Yeah, see, I, again, um, he, he's he got a theology degree. Rah, Good for him.
1: Well, I'm thinking um, about starting a theology degree next year, Dave, so settle in. But,
0: but, but so... Um, doesn't that just bring us back to the point of saying, "Well, he's really good at interpreting the Bible the way he's been told to interpret it"? <laughs> I, well, again, I, a really. I, I was going to say, about. I'm I'm not hearing a lot of uh, individual relationship with God in in the fact that you know you can quote chapter and verse from your theology degree, but maybe that's just me. Look, look again. I'm probably the wrong person to ask uh, the opinion of because I am a heathen. I, I'm. <laughs> I'm lapsed. I've given up. You know, I've, I've, you know I've, I've thrown my lot in with the you know, the orange robe wearing hippies from the east. You know, I've, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Stephen. So is this going to become socially awkward for you at any time in the near future? I have not church?
1: seen him since he left our church. Right. The, the question now is how do I respond? Uh, and, you know, a good friend that I spoke to about this who's actually thrown a, a response. <laughs> he's so hard. He's the best. This is what he wrote. Hey, uh, I won't say the, the guy's name he's responding to, but if people want to come look at him on my Facebook page, you find. fine. <laughs> um, hey, person's name, feel better now? You've clearly been holding that in for the past few years. We don't know each other. <laughs> we don't know each other. I doubt we'd share a beer either. But I reckon what's unconscionable is anyone slandering and abusing someone online and hiding behind orthodoxy to do so. If that's how you're following Jesus, I'll take my chances wandering the other way. <laughs> Hope you and your two thumbs up like buddies feel better, mate. I'm sure Mog sure does. He and I had a conversation about this this afternoon and he rightly said if that was the Uniting Church minister who wrote that post, um, he would be now facing discipline due to breach of code of ethics. Um, so it's an interesting it's an interesting position that we're in.
0: I think you need to find yourself a nicer church to go to Stephen. I think that I think that is part of well the... he's
1: not he's not at the church that I go to now.
2: Yeah, but, 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 yeah. He's Where part of I... that
1: group that yeah you
2: know, yeah mm.
0: He's in that team. he's in that team he is yeah yeah yeah. see because when he calls for reinforcements (laughs) yeah Yeah, I think I think you need to be with your people Stephen I think you need to be with your more open-minded loving people
1: mate we've even got but this is the catch Dave and this is where I know that he would be looking in sort of part of his position of decision and discernment and judgment or whatever you want to call it is coming from um I was very happy that I got to tell you that, you know, we will now, the United Church will perform same-gender marriages after a decision by our Assembly back in July. Mm-hmm. Um, part of our constitution states that if within six months, half of the synods, the statewide bodies, or half of the presbyteries in half of the synods, so presbyteries are regional bodies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, lodge uh, an appeal on that decision, the decision, and that's not just that, that's any decision made by the Assembly. Sure. Um, the president of the assembly suspends the decision, which means that whatever it stood for or said it can, we can do now can't happen, uh, and that uh, further consultation or some process will be worked through to try and find where we're at and what the situation is and how we function.
0: And how's that looking? Uh,
1: the, there are three Saturdays in November that are going to be very critical. Um, right now, in fact, uh, the the it was in. I'm going to say it was middle of September the official liturgy um, which allows United church ministers to marry same-gender people dropped. Because it's because uh, ministers in a church scenario, it's different to wedding celebrants. Wedding celebrants yeah, yeah, yeah. are uh, thrown through the Attorney General. Mm-hmm. Uh, wedding celebrants within a church context uh, are allowed to do so and registered via the rights of the church or the processes sure. of the church. Yep, so yep. if there's not a liturgy, you can't marry someone. There has to be a formalized, approved liturgy within the church.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One came out, and in fact, the day after it came out was planned. Uh, a lovely young couple of ladies got married. I know one of them pretty well, and it was a day of great celebration. Her mother got to marry them. It was all pretty speck.
0: Hang on. Um, this, this doesn't sound like a church that I grew up in. Women in positions of, of authority?
1: Well, that becomes the other thing, right? So here's, <laughs> here's the other issue. Franklin Graham would say some pretty straight things about mm. women being in charge, uh, you know, in positions of church. Oh, I power bet he would.
0: Church. I bet um, he would.
1: And uh, the, the Baptists have a fairly clear position about that as well.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: they
1: can't be. So we, we have more than just some of the things that have been outlined in this post. Uh, I, 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 I,
0: do, I, I do love the way all these sects hate the Catholics right up until the point that they want to steal some of their ideas.
1: Yeah, well, you, you <laughs> it's remember like, where we it's came it's
0: from, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Look, that piece of bigotry, let's hang on to that one. We that's, were you guys... That's, that's, that's useful.
1: <laughs> we were you guys until, what was it? Was it the 500th anniversary of the Luther nail and the stuff to the church wall, church door last year? 500 or 800. Oh, a, no, My I
2: don't church been, is
0: no. horrible. Wouldn't have been 800. It would have been 500.
1: Must have been 500. Um, so yeah, five hundred two years ago, mate, we were all doing the same thing together. <laughs> um, and all of that was because of, you know, the Pope and then the King of England got involved. So all
0: sorts As of things, As you right? do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, so there's, I mean, and that's part of the other challenge in all of this, right? Is that the, the, the church I go to a morning um with my family that's not a thing and there are some good relationships that keep us there some good friendships and and you know we're involved in all sorts of things the kids as well uh, and so up and moving would be a tough a tough consideration um michelle and i have spoken though and that is if the senior pastor uh up and moved somewhere and it was sort of within reasonable driving distance we'd probably follow them mm-hmm. um but anyway, that's that's a beside the point. He's unlikely to. There's no reason that he would. And unlike in the Uniting Church, where um, you're, t- you're really there on a like sort of a ten to twelve year tenure, uh, mm-hmm. most other Protestant churches are as long as you want to be there, till so you feel called elsewhere or they kick you out. Um. So yeah, there's sort of mix and challenge in that. Um, anyway, so with all of that happening so far. In Australia, we have, getting back to the United Church, um, the New South Wales ACT Synod um, have not lodged an appeal and did not, I don't think, any of their presbyteries, maybe one presbytery, voted for a 39B, which is the the clause in the Constitution that allows for the appeal. So that's not going to happen. Vic Taz, no presbyteries and no the Synod. West Australia, um, no presbytery, no Synod. Northern Territory Synod did not vote for it. It has two presbyteries and one of them did vote for the appeal. So there's half of the presbyteries and half the synod. That's one. Queensland are currently at three of eight. Right. We have two more presbyteries meeting before the end of the year. Uh, One, I think, on the 10th and then one, I think, on the 24th. If either one of those vote yes... Then that's Queensland going into the yes camp as half the presbyteries, half the synod, so that becomes two. Now the catch is one of those presbyteries has already had a vote, and it got it. The, it went down, like the thirty-nine appeal, thirty-nine B appeal did not get up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but if are they, they then doing to it have again? Another vote, right? There would be lots of questions about what's going on. There. We're
0: going to keep voting until we get until you. We're going to keep well, voting the, until you get it right. <laughs>
1: There would be some question about that, though I suspect that leadership within the presbytery, I would hope, have the sense to say, we've already voted on this. We held a special day-long meeting on this. Why do we need to hold this vote again?
0: I've got to tell you, though, and and I, I don't want to turn this into a discussion of electoral politics, Sure, but... The fact that a single presbytery in the Northern Territory can count like the same amount as half the presbyteries in all oh, of New Dave, South Wales wait. is bullshit. <laughs> allow, allow me to get
1: allow for this to get more diabolical. Are you ready? Yeah. So in in the way that the church currently sits, like I said, there's Queensland Synod, which has eight regions, eight presbyteries. Mm-hmm. Um, New South Wales ACT Synod, which I think has eleven presbyteries. Mm-hmm. Um, Vic Tas Synod. Um, so Tasmania is part of Victoria in that context. I think all of Tasmania is a presbytery, but then I think there's six, six or seven presbyteries in Victoria. I could be very wrong on that, so I apologise. So there's like and and the bulk of Australia lives on the eastern seaboard, right? Mm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, South Australia, the entire state is a presbytery. <laughs> but then, how does the Northern Territory get two? Western Australia, the entire state. Is a presbytery?
0: Oh, so hang on. So if 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 Western Australia or South Australia throw in, then that counts as what? No. Right. Here, wow. Here's the math, right? Yep.
1: So West Australia have already said no on this. Mm-hmm. South Australia are yet to vote. So with Northern Territory already, you know, getting the half the presbytery's deal, Queensland very possibly, South Australia very likely, we. And it's not even just that we'll have to suspend the decision around same gender marriage, but we'll have to keep bloody talking about it. And we've been talking about what goes
0: on in your pants, Dave, for a good part of twenty three years. So, I guess the most important question is: Will Anthony Green be doing a live broadcast of the? I tell you what, if <laughs> I could call in account. a favour,
2: <laughs> if I could
1: call in a favour to do that, gee, it'd be good. Mm. Um, it'd be so great. Um. On on any other issue, if it was any other issue, and let's just say that it's this kind of split, that clause means that if West Australia, South Australia and one half of the Northern Territory vote to appeal any decision by the Assembly, doesn't matter what Queensland, New South Wales, ACT, Vic and Taz say.
0: That's a very dumb system.
1: Well, this is an interesting thing, right? Because that clause in the Constitution was apparently only brought in five years ago. <laughs>
0: by any chance was the the, the, uh, chairman at the time from one of those small states.
1: Well, and I'm going to say that I believe, and this is where I get a bit hazy, but I believe that in the midst of that, South Australia wasn't then an entire state synod, and West Australia was not then an entire state synod. Northern Territory was an entire state synod, but that's as much as anything the amount of people in it, and I believe the reason that it's now split um, is the same reason that Queensland has a non-geographic presbytery that is predominantly about our Indigenous people, our First Peoples. So I believe part of what came to pass in Northern Synod was that they said recently, as in I think even this year, instead of being a single presbytery synod, let's move to two, one that allows uh, a um, non-geographic whole-of-state you know, first people's presbytery and one that is everybody else.
0: Right. Fair enough.
1: Because um, there was some heavy going in their presbytery meetings when it was everyone together because obviously our first peoples do meetings and those sorts of things in a specific way and it's very much not the Palangi or the, the Anglo way. So, you know, that, that brought its own level of tension. Um, so that's not a bad thing to split it, but yeah, it, it, in the end it means that West Australia, South Australia, Northern Territory, on any issue raised by the Assembly, can appeal it and be done with it. (sighs) (sighs) So, yeah, the 10th is Presbytery 1 in in Queensland. The 17th is the South Australian Presbytery meeting. And the 24th is the other Queensland Presbytery meeting. So the situation that we're in... Is if we get a no at the first one, we still need at least one other no, out of those following two weeks. If we get a yes, yes, we're sunk. If we get a no, yes, yes, we're sunk. If we get three yeses, we're definitely sunk. Um, We need two no's across those three meetings, for the entire country, the entire United Church across the nation, to not perform same gender marriages
0: anymore, or at least for a while. Oh, what a
1: mess. Dave, this
0: Everything's is what happens. Po- everything's politics, Stephen. Everything is politics. I'm learning that more and more, Dave.
2: Mm. Mm. Apparently, it's mm. not,
0: but it is. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not politics. It's uh, theological understanding.
1: So I'm sorry to land all of that on you, but that's been that's been a pretty you've had a big week. No, oh, yeah, you know, it's a horrible week.
2: Ho- you no. Know? <laughs> I was I'm like,
1: stressing about how do we pay for Christmas and do all those sorts of things. And look, we do have a little bit of money coming in in the next sort of month or so, which will be great, as in extra money on top of stuff.
0: Have you, um, have you been scoping out hotels again?
1: No. no. Um, <laughs> uh, just, but more than it, it, it no, it's it's coming from like, because of the way Michelle's contract works, she gets paid out her annual leave.
0: Um, sort of the last
1: pay at the end yep. of term. Mm -hmm. Um, So she'll get all of that then, which is great. It's basically an extra four weeks worth of pay plus leave loading. So that always helps. Um,
0: And then a nice lean January.
1: Well, it's not too bad, right? Because at the moment, all we're doing... uh, Well, it even changes then because they've just signed a new EBA, which means that she'll start... Because she used to only get paid... Well, she currently gets paid fortnightly, but only in term time. Mm -hmm. And they pro-rata work it out. So here's what we're paying you for the year. We'll just put it into... You know, yep. 20 yep. equal payments instead of 26, mm-hmm. um, roughly. I know that there's more school holidays than that, so I apologise. Um, but from year January 1, I think she moves to just fortnightly across the year. Right. So she'll get slightly less each week, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter anyway, because all of that money just goes towards the kids' school fees. <laughs> right. Like the, we're living on my wage, and her wage is paying the kids' school fees.
0: You know, we have a very, very good public education system, Stephen.
1: We do, Dave. Um, not where I live, though. I mean, we do, <laughs> oh, okay. but it's... it's. You know, we I joked, I joked today with someone about the block result and how you know, cashed-up bogans ruined everything. Mm. Um, the area that I live in uh, demographically certainly benefited from some things that meant that there are lots of people who bought houses and then rented them out.
2: Um, <laughs> right, right.
1: So there's lots of people here who, God bless them, they have a right to have a house and all the education, go hard and go and do it. I wouldn't want to send my kids to um, at least the local primary schools, but that won't be a problem next year. But even the local state high school is has a pretty iffy reputation around some violence and bullying and stuff.
0: That's never a good start. No. Speaking of violence and bullying in high schools... Yes. Guess what my son's been up to. Oh, no. Uh, hopefully, fighting against it, Dave. Well, it's very definitional, Stephen. Ooh. So, <laughs> so you've heard the term, you know, no doubt, social justice warrior. I like to think that's what Rupert was being when he punched a kid in the nose and made him bleed. Whoa. So, whoa. Yeah, that was a bit unexpected for us too. And mind you, we didn't hear about it like the other day it happened. It was like, oh, yeah, last week and this and this happened. And we were just like, Whoa. you what? Because, again, I've been to PNC meetings and heard you know, all the talk of how we deal with incidents at school. Yeah. And, I, and I'm thinking, I would have expected to get a phone call from the school and, a, hey, guess what? Your kid's having a few days off after that. But... He got off scot free, so I guess context is everything. Mm. The kid that Rupert punched in the nose—yes, he did that after he had repeatedly tell, told, telling this guy to stop uh, abusing one of his friends, yep, who's of Sri Lankan descent.
1: Right. So the other kid was having a taunt at the other dude. Very Rupert much. Said, cut so. it out! Cut yeah. it out!
0: Cut it out, cut it out, ponk. That's pretty much it. Good, so, well, more power, Rupe. So, well, again, when I heard that, I was, you know, not too upset. Not too upset. Uh, <laughs> what turned it into an utter sense of weirdness was hearing what happened when he had to confront a teacher. Mm. So the teacher came along and said, you know, what's the story and, and rupert said well you know, he was having a go at my friend sure T- i told him to stop why did you
1: not find a teacher that's always the first he response was
0: really. he was being oh, racist yep. and so i punched him in the nose <laughs> and then he went on to argue that it's okay to punch nazis because nazis have put themselves <laughs> at, no, <I> don't know. <laughs> it's yep. okay it's okay to punch nazis because Nazis have put themselves outside the boundaries of society, and therefore they have no right to expect that the, that the rules of society can protect them. And by heaping this racist abuse on my friend, he was being a Nazi, and therefore it's okay for me to punch him. And the teacher bought! It. Wow! Great work, Rupert. So. So, yeah. So. Um, that's my six-foot-tall son <laughs> engaging in acts of violence in the schoolyard. But, well, well, you what, know, what, for a greater good.
1: Yeah, yeah. What we learned for this from this, Dave, is that <laughs> both you and I are going to hell in a handbasket. Because <laughs> I think Rupert did the right thing, even though the Jesus that I believe in is not a violent dude, nor about violence. Um, Rupert acted to defend and protect someone who was being absolutely marginalised and minimised, and that was not cool on that other kid's behalf. And maybe a punch in the nose will remind him in future not to do that.
0: Well, apparently he hasn't done it since. I can imagine (laughs) he
1: hasn't. In fact, I'm sure he's seen Rupert coming and stepped the other way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, look, again, I... Part of me sort of knew that I should discourage Rupert from, you know engaging in acts of violence because it could you know it oh, could yeah. go, it could go very very badly like and you, no school so, wants to have a reputation no, of violence no, you know, exactly. in any kind of context and and, and you do, you don't know when the guy that you punch is going to be the person who has 10 friends who will you know chase you down days later and absolutely make you pay for it like like it it's not a good path to get on yes however <laughs> hearing that he punched a racist in the nose and was angry about it, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the worst thing ever. Yeah, that's right. So I've been going through his room um, looking for uh, any kind of uh, Antifa uh, sim- symbolisms, Look, mate, uh, not even homemade there. weapons. Right, this,
1: this was his <laughs> Oh Captain, My Captain moment, right? This was him standing up and doing what he believed was right in looking after his mate and calling out someone who has been absolutely horrible to them. The yes. violence is not, you know, we we I am sure we both agree the violence isn't the way to solve it. However, there is a great deal of um, uh, indelicate pride and um, uh, you know that sense of retribution that comes from, yeah, kid, just next time don't do it.
0: Mm. So there you go. So uh, I would like to uh, officially redefine. The term "socialist justice warrior" uh, as yes. you know, referring to people who punch racists in the nose.
1: Um, look, what you need to do is you need to punish Rupert by taking him out for a frosty chocolate milkshake. <laughs> yeah. Rupert, we don't punch people in this house. We're not about violence here. What burger did you want?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that, I forgot to tell you that one last week. I've been I've been waiting for that one. I've See, so here's go. I, I thought, I thought that um, when you sort of, you know, said you had some stressful stuff, that we were mm. that there was going to be a bit more mum and dad talk. I didn't realise that your soul was imperiled this week. Oh, mate, I've got, I've got, to...
1: <laughs> mate. The next time that we talk, right, you already add this to the list. Mm. Um, mm. This Friday, I am supervising the recording of a school ensemble, concert band and choir, um, for our Christmas video for two thousand and eighteen that I am producing. Mm. Um and the head of music has proven to be a challenge, shall we say? So let's see how we go. because um, it's part one, audio recording this week, part two, video recording next week. Mm. Um it, it it's it's there there'll be there'll be stuff to talk about out of that. Um following the filming on the Friday so next Friday, the following Sunday, my parents are in town. Um <laughs> They're going up to see my brother and his wife yep, in Bundy yep, yeah. and uh, driving their way back through and they said, well, let's have lunch.
0: Let's have lunch.
1: So we're going out to have lunch with them. Oh,
0: well, look, at least a public place is is probably a, a nope, good start. We'll not
1: stop it. We'll not stop it.
0: Um, no, but at, look, at least being in a public place takes away the temptation to lock them in a cupboard.
1: And I have some real concern, Dave. I have some real concern Mm -hmm. that with this luncheon will come the delivery of either a wad of cash or a cheque. And Mm -hmm. I'm uncomfortable with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, the practicalities are it would solve some great pressure issues for us if anything happened. I'm not expecting it. I do not want it. I'm not asking for it. I haven't even raised it. And it will not surprise me to the same end if we have the lunch and nothing happens. Like, we just go, great, great, good to see you, fine, see you later, have a great day. Mm-hmm. Like, that won't surprise me either. However, because they're making a special trip, they're not bringing even the caravan, they're just getting in the car and they're staying in hotels and staying at the brother and, and his mm-hmm. the sister-in-law's place and mm-hmm. all of those sorts of things that, um, yeah. I mean, they even offered to sort of stay at a hotel near us so that we could spend some more time together. And those things, I so said, everyone's at school. Like, I could take time off, but... Michelle and the kids have school. They can't... It, this is the wrong time for that. Um, so, you know, there'll, there'll be a report to happen about that. Okay, good, to good. To see how that goes. Good, well, um, yeah. Well,
0: look, 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 this is exciting. You know, next time we talk, you'll know what happens to my TV. Yeah. I'll, know, I'll know whether your soul has been saved and whether or not you, uh, your parents have caused World War III.
1: So. And I have just noticed... That in the time that we have been talking, mm. the the moderator, who is the spiritual head of each synod as has a moderator, mm. um, has rung and left me a message. <laughs> oh. I wonder what it could be about, Dave.
0: I wonder what that could be
1: about. Oh, boy. I'm sure it's fine, because
0: he's a very practical and pragmatic guy. Mm. And, and, and you know, as far as these things go, you know, you work for the good guys. You're, all, you're allowed to... Yes. Call bad stuff out where you see it.
1: I work for the guys that this other guy just decried. So... Hmm. Yeah. That's fine. I'm sure it'll be fine, Dave. It'll be great.
0: You take care of yourself, Stephen Mock.
1: I will do my absolute best, Dave. This is an epic conversation we've had. (laughs) I pity the fool that has to listen to all this.
0: (laughs) You know what? I'm going (laughs) to... I said this now. <laughs> this is a lie. <laughs> I was just going to say, I should get this up like straight away so that people have like two episodes in three days and completely freak out. <laughs> but we all, we all know that there's no chance that I'm going gonna... <laughs> mean, to... You can't even call it editing. <laughs> I downloaded yeah, there's this. There's no editing that happens. There's <laughs> music and that's it. <laughs> so you can't even call it editing. We both know that this, this podcast is going to marinate. G- for, gather for... dust. <laughs> marinate um, for a week before it releases <laughs> digital bit dust
1: um, and look the irony would be if you did manage to post it quickly and promptly um, <laughs> that people would be looking in their podcatchers and going three and a half hours of talking from David <laughs> Fli- what the hell has gone wrong like the first the first thing they would go is oh man like Mog's mum has died <laughs>
0: oh boy uh, alright You know it's going to be a week. All right, you take care of yourself.
1: Thanks, Dave.
0: I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. I look forward to it.
2: I love you, Steve. I love you too, Dave. Bye. Bye.